Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier. I am here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, how are you? Doing fantastic. We are going to touch on a topic today. Um, and I have this book that you gave me uh, since you were an audio book only guy. You gave me this <laughs> book, The Great Cholesterol Myth. Yeah. And I'm Pickle actually not going to be... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not hard copy. Sorry, in <laughs> real physical form, I get yes. to flip the pages. I get to rabbit ear them. I get to write in the margins, which might drive some of y'all crazy, but that's how I roll. So um, it is a national bestseller. It's a really great book. Um, and it's kind of like there's so much in there. It's almost too much. But this is a topic that came up in our most recent recent 10-day fasting experience uh, in mm -hmm. terms of how fasting can affect, uh, you know, day-to-day -day metrics, day-to-day -day life, day-to-day -day conversations with your spouse, with your doctor, with your friends, um, yeah. and really, you know, terms of overall health. So blood pressure, cholesterol levels. Um, <clears throat> uh, the usual, the usual things function. that, yeah, the usual things that people are, are taking medications for and they're, they're concerned about, they've seen it on their blood work. And they're, they're trying to get these things under control, right? Yeah. So cholesterol is one. We got a question and it came from, um, it came from someone who posted a question on our episode list. This is from, um, let's see here. This is from Mackenzie underscore. So shout out to you. And I had a question with the research out there in terms of whether or not fasting has a beneficial effect on heart health, specifically cholesterol levels. So we wanted to dive in <clears throat> and kind of dispel the myth, just like the great cholesterol myth book that you gifted me, um, and reassure you that fasting has a definite positive effect when used in the long term. So a um, couple of things to talk, just basic parameters. Um, all the links to the research articles will be uh, in the episode notes, <clears throat> if you want to review them. Uh, but when we're talking about cholesterol, cholesterol is something that's made by the body. So it's something that your body needs, all of your cells need it. And we've labeled it good or bad, right? So there's this dichotomy mm -hmm. of there's good cholesterol, there's bad cholesterol. Well, all cholesterol is necessary, all of it. Yeah. So right. it's, it's this framework of, you know, your liver will make it regardless of what you eat. It'll make anywhere from a thousand to 2000 milligrams a day, which is actually seven times the recommended amount of what the FDA uh, recommends that you ingest. And yeah. the fat that you eat does not make you fat and clog your arteries. It's the oxidation of the LDL, which has been labeled the bad cholesterol, 
which creates the inflammation, which then results into the underlying cause of heart disease, which was on the cover of Time magazine a while back, where it was the silent killer, chronic inflammation, not the cholesterol that's in your diet. So just a different framework when we look at this in terms of good versus bad, we want to look at the long-term effect of does this have a positive net effect on your cholesterol and encourage you that it does, unless you're, you know, there's a small percentage of an outlier possibility, of course, in any situation, but for the majority of people that have insulin resistance, that have weight loss resistance, that have elevated cholesterol and triglycerides, putting fasting into your day-to-day life will absolutely benefit. So Tommy, I know you we, we have this study that we want to go over. Yeah, we do. And it's incredible. And, um, yeah, it, it, it really is. And, and, you know, just one more piece of background here is that when we're talking about good cholesterol versus bad cholesterol and, and, and that dichotomy that you mentioned, um, it, it's important to remember that that was kind of created as a framework to help, um, you know, determine which way blood work numbers should be going. And if medications were being administered, how do you know if it's, if it's kind of trending in the right direction and things like that? So, so again, just to reiterate, like all the cholesterol is necessary and it's, it's all going to be in the body and uh, the body makes it for, for particular reasons. So, um, in this, in the study that we're, we're going to go into here, um, it's improvements in coronary heart disease risk indicators by alternate day fasting and involve adipose tissue modulation. So, that's a bit of a mouthful here. Um, <laughs> you read my mind. I yeah, like, but the, the, the beauty of this study is that we were literally taking 10 weeks worth of fasting protocol where you take two weeks as a baseline, put everyone through it, do another four weeks of an alternate day fasting, and then the last four weeks of kind of a self-selected alternate day fasting. So more of a, a real life um, doing alternate day fasting, but not being strictly uh, monitored in a clinical setting and, and to determine um, how the risk factors for, for cardio disease and, um, and cardioprotective factors, how those were affected uh, by the eating and fasting protocols. So one of the things too, is on the other side of this, there's, there's the research that shows that short term 24 hour fasts can cause spikes um, in your total cholesterol, as well as your triglycerides. And there's a theory out there that, um, your, the plaque that's in your arteries. And so in regards to the, the rays in those short-term triglycerides, cause your body uses those, those fatty acids as fuel. So mm-hmm. the problem is, is if you have glucose in your system or you are insulin resistant and your insulin levels are higher then your body is going to take those fatty acids from the foods that you eat or potentially from the theory that the plaques are being broken down and used as energy, which has been proven on angiograms and um, cholesterol uh, pre and post uh, testing, mm-hmm. that your body's going to um, uh, be able to take those fatty acids and use them because in the opposite state, when the insulin is high, insulin stores them. So right. eventually you run out of room. <laughs> so the yeah. short term spike is actually a positive thing and your body is normalizing. So a lot of the stuff that's out there um, has to do with the fact that your, your liver has the ability to create cholesterol. That's uh, called de novo lip, uh, lipogenesis. Um, and it, that process stops when you have an over an abundance. So there's a lot of factors here, but the take home message is the short term spike ends up becoming a long term 
cardiovascular benefit, like life-changing benefit. And that's, that's what Tommy was just explaining there. Right. And, and where I think some people have gotten lost or they've, they've quoted uh, some of those studies that, that did the short-term effects. I mean, we've seen some of those studies um, and, and we'll link to one that is, is talking about literally just looking at one day's worth of data, one single 24-hour fast and seeing a small short-term spike in these levels. Um, but when we take it out to six, eight, 10 weeks later um, with regular fasting, then we see a huge, significant, like you said, life-changing uh, decrease in those levels. So that those are the studies that we want to be focused on. Um, what can we do over the weeks and the months, um, not just the, the single day-to-day -day, tiny little fluctuations that we can see? Yeah, there was another one that was prolonged fasting increases the cholesterol capacity and anti-inflammatory functionality of HDL. So it actually increases the beneficial effect of the good, I'm doing air quotes because this is an mm -hmm. audio medium, the good <laughs> cholesterol, right? So right. there's there's tons of different benefits, but the main that we want to focus on was a study where they where they saw that that tremendous percent improvement in that the term, what was the term used? The cardio Cardioprotective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cardioprotective mechanism, um, which means it actually increases uh, your overall health in terms of your cardiovascular system. And those numbers are pretty astounding. Yeah. And it, it, it starts with adiponectin. So let's talk adiponectin for just a second, um, because that, that's where these cardioprotective benefits uh, come from. And so adiponectin being the main hormone released by the fat cells or the adipocytes. And that's where the cardioprotective uh, mechanisms come from, um, because basically, as we get into an insulin resistant state um, and we start heading down that path, our adiponectin levels go down. It makes it to where the fat cells can't release as much of this stuff. And, and that, that is bad for our whole cardiometabolic health. And that's what leads to all those comorbidities um, that we talked about and the inflammation as well. Um, so in this study, what we saw was a significant increase in the adiponectin levels, which is, which is huge for, for uh, cardioprotective effects. Yeah. So adiponectin has the anti-inflammatory effect. It actually, uh, the higher levels of adiponectin, um, the better your, uh, the less chance of you having or developing insulin resistance, which leads to type two diabetes. Um, and the other cardiovascular issues, like you just mentioned, like uh, arthrosclerosis of the arteries, et cetera. So mm -hmm. it's just really cool to see. Um, and I don't know if you want to mention the percentages now, or if you want to wait and, and kind of yeah. drop the surprise. But when we read this, and this was over 10 weeks, and, you know, on one of the podcasts, we talked about ADF, right? Mm -hmm. And and how it it, it, um, it can, it's, in our opinion, what, the second best option behind OMAD? Yeah, the numbers the numbers work. It's 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 good. It's a great method. Um, it's just that we've also seen some pitfalls from it too right. on the on the psychological and and um, you know just the habit the habit uh, perspective for some people. Right. Hey, y'all! Wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently, um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's AirDoctorPro.com. You can head to the website. Use a promo code. Uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out 
um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors and we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code FASTINGFORLIFE to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in and now back to today's episode. But so regardless, if it's one meal a day or OMAD or, um, excuse me, or um, ADF, the, mm -hmm. this study with the ADF method over 10 weeks was incredible in terms of the final results. Right. And so what, what they saw was a 30% augmentation or increase in the actual adiponectin levels, 30% increase from baseline, um, over those, those 10 weeks. And so, um, going from there, that's, that's where they drew the conclusions from for, for the other benefits that were seen in the study. So, uh, decrease in LDLC, uh, decrease in reduced, uh, reduced weight circumference, um, reduced triglycerol concentrations. And so those, those LDL levels, um, were down 25%. The triglycerol concentrations were down 32%. So you're, you're talking huge differences. Those would show up, um, in your blood work as just amazing results over just a 10 week period. What, you know, so knowing some severe diabetics, right. Um, that have the trifecta, the, the, the weight gain around the midsection, Mm -hmm. uh, the high bad cholesterol, the low good cholesterol, right? I don't even like using those terms. The right. um, high triglycerides, the diet that's being managed by statins and uh, diabetes medications and all of these different types of things. Um, mm -hmm. You know, in, in those typically, you know, depending on how severe that case is, you'll be doing blood work every three to six months. So this study is 10 weeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> With uh, four week controlled ADF, and then a four week 
um, self-selected, meaning, uh, you know, you kind of had less strict guidelines. Like you weren't as, um, as controlled, yeah. like you, you had a little bit more wiggle room to kind of fall off. Yeah. Um, in, in <laughs> it's crazy though, because in this 10 weeks, then you saw those percentage numbers of 25 and 32%. So if you're at cholesterol numbers of 250 and you reduce that by 25%, uh, Good, like do that for another 10 weeks and goodbye cholesterol statin lowering medications. Like you've just right. reversed one of the like main problems and main comorbidities that comes along with having insulin resistance that's related to diabetes and, and, and the other comorbidities. So mm-hmm. to me, I'm just like, well, wait a minute. Hey doc, before we go on these medications, uh, let's do 10 weeks and I'll come back and see you and we can redo some blood work. Right. I mean, in, in, in three to six months, you're talking about potentially reversing, I mean, decades worth mm-hmm. of cholesterol buildup plaque, you know, comorbidities, uh, risk factors. Uh, it's, it's astounding. Yeah. The, the cool thing here was I, the, the adenopectin stuff, like, you know, we, <laughs> we, not claiming to be lead researchers, right? But the ability to just go in and look at this and be like, wow, that's a really cool outcome. Okay, what's the opposite side of it say? Okay, those are short-term studies. It's a short-term spike. Here's a couple of theories on and ideas on why that could be happening. But then going to this and these type of studies where there's more and you see the actual numbers decrease long-term, you know, just for me, like learning the, the cardioprotective effect, I'm like, man, every time I fast, I actually decrease my congestive heart disease or uh, congestive heart failure or cholesterol or, or, or heart problems in the future. Like that's really powerful. So when that person, yeah. uh, Mackenzie underscore posted the question, we kind of were like, Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. We, we definitely know that there's long-term benefits, but then really diving in and looking at it. I mean, everyone, if you have weight loss resistance, right. Yeah. Or if you've struggled in the past or you just don't feel right, or, You've had the conversation with the doctor and you're like, man, I really don't want to go on these meds. Well, here's your answer. Right. You, you know who else um, runs into this too? I, I know a lot of people who on the surface look great, look super healthy and, you know, eat right. Don't necessarily have extra pounds um, packed on either, but every once in a while, go to the doctor, go for the yearly blood work, or maybe it's been a couple of years and then just, just see this kind of spike, you know, on the, on the cholesterol, on the triglyceride side, and they can't really necessarily explain it, but it might be the only issue and they're being encouraged to, to get on those medications. And, but you know, it would encourage you to, to take a look at studies like this and, and, you know, talk about potentially using uh, fasting and some meal timing um, along, right. along with that, you know, as a, yeah, as a yep. first place. And we're not saying don't eat for the next 10 weeks, right? <laughs> so right. This is something no. that we've we've been with hundreds of people. We just came out of a 10-day challenge where 40 people went through the challenge and we had 10 pounds, 14 pounds, 13 pounds. I've never felt this young. I've never felt this good. I can't believe how easy it was. Like, that's my favorite. Right. Um, <clears throat> I'm back on track. I, you know, I originally lost the 25 with you back in the spring because when we did our longer challenge and now they're back on track and <clears throat> they're pushing down to their their ideal goals and the decrease in medications and, and all those different types of things. And by no means are we sitting here saying, stop taking your medication and 
you know, just put ADF into your life. Like these are conversations that you need to have with your healthcare providers. Mm-hmm. The medical advice isn't, you know, just stop. It's let's look at this a little bit differently. Let's frame the conversation a little bit differently. And then let's stand on the physiology <clears throat> and the science. Yeah. And, and that's actually why we, we link to all the articles too, you know, so you can, you can access them and you can, you can print those out and you can, you can use those for those conversations as well. Right. Absolutely. Um, so action steps from here, I would say, um, go to the website, download the free fast start guide at thefastingforlife.com. Um, you can get started with the free mini masterclass. It's a 20 minute class on how to put one meal a day fasting into your diet. Go back a few episodes. You can listen to the, the episode, uh, where we discussed the different types of fasting between OMAD intermittent, uh, alternate day, and then what's called the five, two diet. Um, pick your path, put it in, start today. You have the ability and the capability to take back control. And that's one of the things that we love, especially coming off of a 10 day fasting experience and just reading all the testimonials is that you guys got this. We're here. We're on this journey with you. Um, so if you need anything, feel free to reach out to us at, um, info at the info at the or on the website, you can t- click the contact us, leave us a voicemail. If you have a really, uh, good connection, well-articulated question, maybe we'll play that in the future. And you know, I go ahead and answer that question live on one of the episodes. Uh, but Tommy, any last thoughts yeah. here as we wrap up the, um, the great cholesterol myth? Yeah, I just, I just love this. I love the results. I love the, the encouragement. It's, it's so empowering and it's not a message that a lot of us have heard. So, um, if you know somebody else who, who needs to hear it, pass it along to them too, because, um, it's, it's a powerful one. It'll help a lot of people. Awesome. Awesome. All right, sir. Uh, thank you so much. Appreciate the conversation as always, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life. Fasting for Life.